Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Exurga Deus disipentur in imici eius, et fugiat cio derunteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. LifeSite News just published an article. Headline, Pope Francis gives Synod members Vatican II lobby groups liberation theology text. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, it is the Pact of the Catacombs first signed onto by liberal theologians and bishops during the Second Vatican Council. This is kind of a big deal because it's one of those things where everybody's like, are we sure this isn't one of those things that's happening? Yes. This is confirmation these things are happening. I could get into a whole bunch of florid prose and violent rhetoric and all sorts of other stuff, but instead, I'm simply going to read the article, and this is going to be a very, very short thing indeed. I'm just going to read the analysis article posted by LifeSite News, and I want to thank LifeSite News for doing this. And that's all. I will leave it to you to pray on. And that is my recommendation. Pray. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangel, defende nos in puellio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraecidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas de precamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, Pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, 
miserere nobis. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Sancti Joseph, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus e Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende pacem tuum et salvi erimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, headline. Pope Francis gives Synod members Vatican II lobby groups liberation theology text. Church historian Roberto De Matei told LifeSite News that this hugely significant event is the last act of a process beginning with Vatican II and culminating in Pope Francis's Synod on Synodality. From Vatican City. In a hugely significant move, participants of the Synod on Synodality were quietly given the text of a secretive pact first composed by a group of liberal theologians during Vatican II, which is part of a relativistic and egalitarian plan embodied and enacted by Pope Francis to change the identity of the Catholic Church. In an article published October 13th, Jesuit-run America Magazine revealed that participants of the Synod on Synodality were given a controversial and secret text during their October 12th trip to the catacombs of Saints Sebastian, Callistus, and Domatilla. An archive of the American Magazine report is available at the link on LifeSite News of this exact same article. <clears throat> the report stated how the prayer booklet given to Synod participants, quote, included the full text of the Pact of the Catacombs, close quote. Of note is that this was not included in the booklet emailed to journalists of the Vatican Press Corps. The text and its being given to the Synod members is hugely significant, with church historian Professor Roberto de Matei describing it as the, quote, last act of a process, close quote, beginning with Vatican II and culminating in Pope Francis's Synod on Synodality. Commenting to LifeSite News about the event, de Matei stated, the Catacombs Pact, distributed to the Synod Fathers last week, is not a purely commemorative event, but the last act of a process that began with the Second Vatican Council and has its ultimate expression in the Synodal Project, encouraged by Pope Francis to change the identity of the Catholic Church, removing any, quote, Constantinian, close quote, element, and transforming it into an egalitarian and pauperist, meaning poor people, social agency. What is the Catacombs Pact? On November 16, 1965, 42 bishops attending the Second Vatican Council met in the Catacombs of St. Domitilla to compile and sign the Pact of the Catacombs, or the Catacombs Pact. The text has remained largely out of the public eye, but is a formulation of 13 key points pertaining to church life, organization, and practice, all based on tenets of the heterodox ideology known as liberation theology. I am going to add a note here. The word heterodox ideology is kind of an understatement. It actually is the condemned ideology known as liberation theology. Continuing from the article. It highlights aspects which strongly resonate with social justice activists of today, such as living in the, quote, ordinary manner of our people, close quote, rejecting, quote, the appearance of reality and riches, close quote, including in dress and belongings, 
seemingly including liturgical objects. You ever wonder why everything just kind of looks bleh? That's why. Handing over finances to laity in the dioceses. Refusing traditional ecclesiastical titles like excellency. Avoiding any semblance of hierarchical treatment, including during the liturgy. To be more focused on the style of collegiality. To be more, quote, humanly present, more welcoming, close quote, and to, quote, show ourselves to be open to all, whatever their religion, close quote. Some accounts suggest the pack garnered support from as many as 500 bishops at the council. Who orchestrated it? In his detailed account of the Second Vatican Council, De Matei wrote how the pact was proposed by a group of prelates known as the Church of the Poor, which he described as one of the three, quote, most important and effective pressure groups of the council, close quote. The Church of the Poor began meeting as early as the first session of the council in October of 1962. The late Bishop of Ivrea, Luigi Betazzi, who until his death in July 2023 was the last remaining signatory of the pact, stated the text was chiefly written by Archbishop Helder Camara, a Brazilian prelate who is, on, who is described as an icon and father of liberation theology. The influence of the author must not be underestimated. Professor De Matei records that Camara's uh, collaboration with prominent liberal advocate Cardinal Joseph Swenens at Vatican II was, quote, one of the hidden driving forces of the conciliar assembly, close quote. As De Matei highlights, Camara described his friend Swenens as, quote, the key man of the council, certain of the direct and personal trust of the Holy Father, close quote. Camara defended Swenin's description as, quote, the world head of progressivism, close quote, adding, quote, he is my leader at the council, close quote. Camara himself advocated for contraception and an acceptance of divorce during the conciliar years and is acknowledged as source of, as the source of inspiration for Pope Francis, especially as it was under Francis that his canonization process was approved in 2015. Camara was also vice president of Salem, that's C-E-L-A-M, you can Google it, at the time of Vatican II, and so had influence over the 600 or so Latin American prelates. Nor is the composition of the signatories to be overlooked. Bishop Luigi Batazzi's signature on the 1965 pact thus linked the document to the work of other prominent liberal forces at play during those years. Batazzi, records De Matei, signed as the representative of Cardinal Giacomo Lercaro, Archbishop of Bologna. I've never wanted to say Archbishop of Bologna more in my life. Anyway, Lercaro was highly influential in compiling the Novus Ordo liturgy, along with Archbishop Annibale Bugnini. 
and was one of the four moderators appointed by Pope Paul VI to oversee daily proceedings of Vatican II, only weeks after Paul VI was elected Pope in June 1963. A certain Father Giuseppe Dossetti served as Cardinal Lercaro's theological advisor. Dossetti was the leading figure behind the so-called Bologna School. Again, never wanted to say Bologna more. Which promoted the liberal spirit of the council and portrayed traditionalists as enemies. De Matei describes the school of Bologna as the... I, Sorry, I was going to do it eventually as the, quote, intellectual laboratory of European ultra-progressivism, close quote. Thus, the founders and leading lights of extreme liberal forces in both Europe and South America were behind the 1965 Pact of the Catacombs. To add to this, the Conciliar Fathers' moves were enacted in other parts of the Church. Commenting on the situation to LifeSite News, De Matei noted that in 1965 also... Quote, Father Pedro Arupe, the author of a project to reform the church that turned its foundations upside down along the lines of the Pact of the Catacombs, was elected general of the Society of Jesus. It was this same liberal Jesuit superior general, Father Arupe, who was a mentor for the young Father Jorge Bergoglio, S.J., and raised him to become a district superior aged only 36. Indeed, Francis praised Arupe even as recently as this summer when Pope Francis hailed his courage. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Catacombs Pact and Pope Francis. To understand Pope Francis and his direction for the Church, it is thus vital to come to grips with his relationship with the text signed by the Council Fathers in 1965. For Francis has crucial links with those involved with the document, the ideologies of the text itself, and its very aims. De Matei told LifeSite that Francis has been in possession of a text of the document from at least the start of his time in the Vatican. Quote, On 21 March 2013, a week after his election, Pope Francis received a copy of the Pact of the Catacombs from the hands of Argentine activist Adolfo Pérez Esquivel, supporter of Marxist dictators Fidel Castro, Nicolas Maduro, and Hugo Chavez, close quote, said the historian. De Matei added how in July 2014, the Pope's favored liberation theologian, Leonardo Boff, quote, published an article with the title El Pacto de las Catacumbas Vivido por el Papa Francisco, in which, after transcribing the Catacombs Pact of 1965, he concluded with these words, Quote, aren't these precisely the ideals presented by Pope Francis? Close quote. In 2015, Bishop Batazzi stated that the text he and his fellow signatories worked on was now, quote, bearing fruit. The Pact of the Catacombs today is Pope Francis, he said. Incidentally, when Batazzi died in June, Pope Francis described him as, quote, a man of dialogue and a point of reference for numerous representatives of Italian public and political life, close quote. Indeed, with 2015 being the 50th anniversary of the text, there was a renewed interest in the document which had largely remained out of the public consciousness. The Washington Post wrote how, quote, perhaps nothing has revived and legitimated the Pact of the Catacombs as much as the surprise election in March 2013 of Argentine Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio, Pope Francis. Close quote. The heterodox German prelate, Walter Cardinal Casper, stated to the news outlet that Francis that Francis's program <laughs> is to a high degree what the Catacomb Pact was. Casper stated that now he, Francis, brings it back, saying that already in 2015, the Catacomb Pact is everywhere now in discussion. Amazon Synod and a New Pact With Pope Francis being described as the very embodiment of the pact, it is not surprising that the document has assumed a key role in his pontificate, albeit not quite having the public exposure to be described as having taken center stage. Perhaps, though, no clearer sign was given to Francis's commitment and promotion of the 1965 Pact of the Catacombs than during the 2019 Synod on the Amazon. During that Synod, which is perhaps most infamously known for its Pachamama pagan idols being honored in the Vatican, a renewed version of the 1965 Pact was signed. A copy, a link to the copy, can be viewed in this article on LifeSite News. In the very same catacombs of St. Domitila, a group of cardinals, bishops, and synod members celebrated Mass and signed, quote, 
a pact of the catacombs for the common home. Close quote. They were led by Cardinal Claudio Humes, who proudly announced that he was wearing Archbishop Camara's stole. Camara was a man to whom Humes was extremely devoted, observed De Matei. Humes' leadership of the 2019 pact is also a sign of Francis's approval of the endeavor. Humes was, was seated next to Cardinal Bergoglio during the 2013 papal conclave, accompanied the new Pope Francis onto the balcony to greet the crowds on March 13, 2013, and remained, in Francis's own words, quote, a good friend, close quote. Humes had also had a key, key responsibility for the Amazon Synod, serving as Relator General, the position now held by Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerich for the Synod on Synodality. As Demetay commented to Leipzig about the 2019 pact, quote, the socio-political pact of the 1960s became the 15-point socio-cosmic pact entitled Catacombs Pact for the Common Home for a church with an Amazonian face, poor and servant, prophetic and Samaritan. Writing about the 2019 pact at the time, LifeSite's Gene Smiths noted how the new text also featured considerably more explicit arguments in favor of ecological and indigenous talking points. The new pact of the catacombs not only proclaims preferential attention for the poor, as, it, as did the first pact, signed in 1965, the poor now being represented by indigenous peoples of Amazonia, but also their right to their traditional, pagan and pantheistic, spirituality, and their right to participate in all church decisions in their area. The pantheistic element is present in the pact in the affirmation of an integral ecology in which everything is interconnected. The human race and all creation for all creatures are daughters and sons of the earth. <sighs> Close quote. That is blasphemy. The 1965 Pact has now simply been updated, wrote Smiths. Here, in as, in, in so, as in so many aspects of the details regarding the Catacombs Pact, there is further integration of details. For it was the laicized priest, Leonardo Boff, who in 2015 likened Francis's pontificate to the 1965 Catacombs Pact who is widely credited with providing the theological groundwork for the 2019 Amazon Synod. As Dr. Mackey Hickson recounted, Boff's friendship with Francis dates back decades and has grown more impactful for the Church since Cardinal Bel... Gracious, every other time I order food, it takes like 45 minutes to an hour. Today it took less than 20. I apologize for the interruption. Continuing from the article, backtracking just a touch, as Dr. Makey Hickson recounted, Boff's friendship with Francis dates back decades and has grown more impactful for the church since Cardinal Bergoglio assumed the papal throne and kept Boff as a close friend and advisor. Indeed, evidencing Francis's commitment to the liberation theology ideals of the Catacombs Pact, Boff claimed in a 2016 interview that Pope Francis is, quote, one of us. Close quote. He has turned liberation theology into a common property of the church, and he has widened it, said Boff. With Francis now ensuring that members of his pontificate's major work, the Synod on Synodality, receive the text 
of the 1965 Pact of the Catacombs, his agenda for the church is increasingly clear for those who wish to see it. Today, said Demetay to LifeSite, this legacy is taken up by an organism that is called a synod. Even though it is not an authentic synod, the bishops are only a part of its members, and which expresses a magisterium that is not a magisterium because it lacks the content and form of authentic Catholic teaching. Now, I will tell you, I did not expect it to take me almost 20 minutes to read that article. I will also tell you that I do kind of wish I was able to keep my tongue, but the problem is, is that when I see blasphemy, you got to call it. You have to call it out. For those of you who had any doubt, this is a big deal. This is a ridiculously big deal. This, in all honesty, for most people is sufficient to justify saying that these people are in schism. Liberation theology is not Catholicism. What they're doing is not a synod. And I'm interested to hear what the Pope's are going to try and come up with now. There are some challenges that need to be made, definitively. And the sooner the Cardinals do it, the better. This may be similar to the time of the Arian crisis, where three-quarters of all the bishops and cardinals happen to subscribe to this. And that's cool, whatever. It's still trash. It's still heresy. It's still apostasy. To whatever degree these people are willing to support this. I would highly recommend, I'm going to go ahead and include a link to the article in the description of this podcast. You can go ahead and read it. You can go ahead and click on some of the links and access some of the supporting documents that they have cited. If you have the disposition such that this is not going to cause a major problem. We've been calling this ball and strike these ball and balls and strikes for a while now. I'm not making any any final calls on this. In all honesty, that's for each member of the faithful, and hopefully, and here's here's where you kind of run into a, another bigger issue. And this is one of the reasons why I say you should only really dive into this if you ha- if you have the proper disposition for it. I am willing to bet that a large number of the cardinals and bishops don't even know this exists. Because if they knew, they'd fight. But as long as they don't know, in all honesty, I mean, what are they going to fight? They don't even know what they're fighting. So if you happen to be of the disposition that this is actually a big deal and you think you want to fight it, the first thing you can do is actually go through these articles, go through, go to this article, print up all of the documents, and bring it to your bishop and ask him if he's on board. Ask him if he's willing to stand up. Ask him if he's willing to fight for the faith. This is a big deal, and in all honesty, the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen said that we can't wait for them. 
but we still have to follow them, which means we're going to have to start elbowing them in the ribcage, getting them to pay attention, and if they're going to act, convincing them to act. Pray, hope, and don't worry otherwise. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you.